0: everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I know I've been a little bit slack with putting these out, but there has been a lot of shit going on behind the scenes that has just really ruined my funk, I suppose. Gotten me out of my consistent habits and everything like that because I've been stressed as all hell. So, give me a second while I get comfortable. So, there's been a hell of a lot that has been going on behind the scenes in order to keep the fitness genie running. Um, and just make sure that, well, really I have enough money to pay bills and set myself up for the future and provide for a future family and do all that stuff. You know, the normal stuff that comes with, uh, becoming an adult or adulting as it were. And particularly if you're a small business owner, then the weeks of inconsistent income Of essentially you know not gonna give out my income but some days it's really good Uh, some weeks it's really good and then some weeks it's almost non-existent but over the month it's it's not terrible it's better than if I was at a nine to five on minimum wage but the amount of extra stress that comes with that for example when I was on minimum wage and doing those nine to five jobs I was only stressed about the job I wasn't like, I made 800 bucks a week at this maintenance job that I did. And I was like, fuck yeah, rolling in it. What am I going to do with all this money? It was crazy. Like the only stress I had was how am I going to get to the gym in time? But then I was like, oh yeah, I'll just get up at 530 and go to the gym then. That's easy. That's sorted. And then the financial stuff was just like, well, banks don't really care how much you make as long as you have a salary. So, I'll be fine with that. Doesn't matter if I make 50, 250,000, you know, as long as it says salary. The banks will be like, "Oh, yep, let's just give him whatever he wants because a salary job is super safe, right?" Yeah, right. So, the inconsistencies of the financial side of business have started to become a pain in the ass. And then come the whole I suppose the whole message of i really cannot be fucked going on with everything that has been going on i'm tired of trying to convince people to live a better life or that their health is actually important and i feel like having a job i'm going to say all this and then there's going to be a butt at the end i just know it but telling or trying to show people that their health is important and investing in their mental health is important as well and I feel like in order to do my job or something that is just a given like taking care of your health because it's all you have from birth till death and people are just like nah it'll be fine and they, they go off and spend 200 bucks on a weekend doing whatever just drinking a fucking slab at house cigarettes alcohol Everything else, it is just really just a fucking kick in the head to your mum because, you know, or your dad or whoever raised you and just saying, you know what, I really don't care about myself, so I'm going to go ahead and kill myself 30, 40 years earlier than need be without, you know, without intentionally, well, I suppose, without actually taking your own life. You're just like, well, I I don't like myself, so I'm going to drink and eat myself into an early grave and just let everyone else deal with it and that to me is the worst fucking thing in the world so i feel like trying to convince people that changing their lives actually is possible i mean i did it thank fuck i didn't have kids at the time to take care of or to consider i was just like "Eh, this is what i want to do i'm going to go give it a go because if i don't do it now and i do get the nine to five Who knows how many different medications I'm going to be on, or if I'm always just going to feel like this medicated zombie walking around doing absolutely fuck all And that is not a life that I want in the future, and that is also not the dad or the partner or the parent that I want to be showing up as later in life I don't want to be taking all these medications and then my kid goes, oh, I don't feel too well at school, and it's like, well, go to the doctor and get some medication I feel like that just isn't the life that I want to be providing for myself or my partner or my future kids. So, guess what? I fucking did something about it because I had... Some people tell me I have the ability of foresight, which is obviously I can't fucking tell the future, but just like, well, if I do this over this amount of time, what will that lead to in the life? Like, it's not reading the future or having amazing foresight. It's just, if you're a shit person, and you multiply that by five years, you're going to be a shit person multiplied by five years. It's just that simple. And if you keep doing bad habits and behaviors and overeating and over drinking and over smoking or just smoking in general and doing whatever it is that brings you short term pleasure, multiply that over a long term. Well, then who are you going to be in five years, 10 years or anything like that? Similar to what I said on my last podcast, I didn't get to where I am today by saying, here's my five-year plan. I want to be all of these things. I want to be an online health coach and training people all over Australia and doing this and doing that. I never said that shit. I just said, this currently is not the life that I want to be giving to my future family. And so I did something about it. And it's crazy how as soon as I decided to do something about it is when things actually started changing. It's almost like I changed in order to accept change. It's fucking weird, right? It's crazy, I know, but bear with me. So the thing that has gotten to me over the past 2 months is that, I'll let you know, is that <laughs> Hey Trav tell us. Okay, I will. Is over the past 2 months. I have refunded more than $30,000 worth of coaching to people, to various clients, not to one person, that would be fucking awesome if it was, but to multiple clients. Not from the fact of what's in the typical contract of signing up where if you don't get results, I'll give you your money back because I've never had to do that or I'll just work with you for free until you're happy. None of the things actually came up where it was me being Bad as a coach or not getting them results why they needed their refunds. It was for the fact that They Have been following me for a while. They did my foundations program Like this is multiple people and multiple different things is over two months, of course Um, People that have finished the foundations program people that have just been following me for a while and have randomly messaged me Um, And obviously no one's coming through fucking facebook at the moment because that's gone And so yeah, just random people through the two months that have just been like, hey, I saw so-and-so achieving these results. I want that as well. So I go, cool, jump on the phone with them. Where are you? What do you want? What's been stopping you? How do you get there? Give them a little blueprint. And then they go, oh, okay, cool. That sounds awesome. Can you just coach me through it? And I go, yeah, sure. So it's a little bit more in depth than that. But when I speak to them on the phone, they're very inspired. They're very ready to change they're very ready to accept that whatever they're gonna do is going to change their life and everything that i'm going to give them is going to work because there is a little clause in my contract that says if you're not happy with the results i will continue working with you for free until you are you know obviously if it's like you want to lose 10 kilos in 90 days fantastic and we lose nine kilos in 90 days well i'd say that's Pretty damn good, but if you're not happy with it, shit, I'll just work with you until you hit 10 and then it's like, yay, that's what you signed up for. There you go. Because I charge for results, not for time. Because, And the only reason I do put a time limit on it is because it holds people accountable to the urgency factor of, oh my god, I've only got six months to do this. or Oh my god, I've only got three months to do this or 12 months or whatever it is, whatever coaching time frame people sign up for, that's what it is. So... That's the reason I put a time limit on it because it makes people go, oh my god, I've got 10 weeks left, I've got 8 weeks left, oh my god, I better do this, I better actually learn something because I'm willing to bet that there's at least some people out there that have done an online course where it's like, go at your own pace and you go to do it and then you're like, sweet, if I do this, you know, I'll just do one little module a week and then I'll be done in like 10 weeks, it's gonna be fucking awesome. And then you get to 10 weeks in and you go, oh yeah, that's right. I read the, I read the introduction. What else is there? I haven't even looked at the rest of it. And there's just no accountability. There's no go at, like, go at your own pace ends up being go until you can't be bothered anymore, which is usually about two weeks in or losing all your motivation because quote unquote something or life got in the way and you just stop doing whatever it is that you want to be doing because there's no accountability, you're not exactly happy with where you are, so you don't do anything to change that, so you follow up negative emotions with negative actions and stop planning, stop preparing, and you just stop essentially living. You just go into autopilot, go to your job, come home, feed the kids, go to bed, repeat five days a week, and then on the weekends, oh my god, yeah, I'm finally, you know, I'm so tired from the week that I'm going to sleep in on Saturdays, or if you've got kids, it ends up more like, I'm going to wake up at 6 or 5 a.m. and watch fucking Paw Patrol until I let the kids, well, until the kids fall asleep and then I'm going to fall asleep. But whatever it is, go at your own pace typically never works. And my foundations program is a go at your own pace. The difference is I message people every single week to be like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you at? What's going on? So there's that little bit of extra accountability. However, in... I believe October, bear with me, I'm interested in figuring out when this is gonna happen now. December, November, October, September. Uh, Mid-September is when the next intake for the Foundations program is happening because the people that have gone through it have seen amazing results. Um, Which brings me to my next point. When was a time, and this, this goes into the whole like I'm close to a breakthrough but here's why I almost quit but then why I didn't is because how many times have you rolled up to work and you've done overtime and then you did your job so well that you didn't get paid for it that's the thing that's weird with being a health coach is I want to help people That's what I'm here for. That's what I believe my purpose is. That's why I'm never going to quit because it's part of my purpose. I just want to help people and I don't believe I can do that by doing a nine to five and fucking hating who I am because every person that's going to come in contact with me, if I'm doing a nine to five is just going to be like, wow, he's a real negative Nancy. I strongly believe that. So at least if I'm being a health coach, I might be miserable financially or what? Well, not considering where I was considering being fucking homeless at some point, but Struggling financially with the inconsistencies that come with that and then the extrapolations of five years from now, how am I going to provide for a family with inconsistent income? But anywho, um, I've forgotten what I was talking about. Um, Oh yeah, how often have you gone to your job, done an amazing job and then not gotten paid for it because the work was so good? That's what I have to deal with as well as a health coach, it's amazing that I've done my job well. I've helped someone. They haven't had to pay me or a personal trainer or a nutritionist or whatever, but they do something that I give them just on the phone. And I'm like, hey, if you do this for 10 days, I can almost guarantee that you'll be in a much better spot than where you are. So they go off, they do that for 10 days after jumping on the phone with me. I don't fucking charge them for anything for some reason. And they go message me six months later, they go, Hey, my whole life's turned around. And that is amazing. That's amazing for that person. And for me, because it clearly like it backs up that I know my shit. I know what I'm talking about. I know this, I know that I can help this person in like, I took like an hour, 20 minutes out of my day to change someone's life for the next six months and probably onwards, but I'm not sure I'll message them later and figure out. But that's an amazing feeling, helping that person with just taking that time out of my day and now I've changed a life. That's awesome. I don't know how many times I've done that because I don't keep count. It's just something I do. But then in the back of my head, like that's what I want to do. That's what I believe I was born to do. But then in the back of my head, I'm also like, well, where do I draw the line? Where do I actually make sure I get paid for this? Because goodwill and good intentions isn't going to put a fucking dent in the mortgage Banks don't care about how many lives you change They care about how many numbers you've got in your fucking phone app That's all they really care about So then it's like, okay, cool Where do I draw the line of helping people but making sure I get paid? And then, and this is why it was frustrating Because I was like, well, if I just get a soulless job where I don't have to help people Maybe I can just take their money instead and I'm a good seller, I'm a good conversationalist, I'm good with mental health, and I'm good at reading people, I'm good at reading body language, I've studied tonality, I've studied body body language, I've studied a little bit of NLP and psychology. So I'm not qualified in any of it, but just reading this stuff and then applying it to how can I make this person do what I want them to do but make it believe it was their own idea. And I mean you can say it's manipulative all you want but at the end of the day every single person that is listening to this and every single person on this planet will need to be manipulative and need to be selling something in order to make sure that they help someone or get what they need as well you think about trying to get your kids to eat something you'll probably tell them a lie about santa or the tooth fairy or if you don't eat your crusts, so this won't happen or whatever so You're always manipulating for the benefit of someone, even if that person is you. But if it is just you, you're going to get found out and you're not going to, in my point of view, you're not going to have a business or a moral compass in years to come. So selling and persuading people happens from pretty much the moment that you are born. Because how else are you going to eat your veggies as a kid? Your parents will tell you something to make sure that you eat your veggies, or that you eat this certain food, or that you drink this certain food, or if you're sick, how do you take this medication? Or, you know, you better be good all year, otherwise Santa Claus isn't going to give you any presents. And they use fear tactics, essentially, to be like, hey, if you're not a good person, Santa's going to fuck you over royally at Christmas time because you're a bad kid. And then that just, like, scars (laughs) scars the kid forever. But you get my idea. Selling and persuading is a natural part of life, and it just so happens that I'm somewhat good at it. So, marrying that with the idea of... I've really got that in my vocabulary at the moment. Marrying that. Marrying that with the idea of helping people and being this extrinsically motivated person, meaning I get motivation from other people rather than myself. I don't want to go to the gym in the morning to train clients because I don't want to but then I think about what that 6am client is going to do and say and during that session and then I instantly switch my perspective from man I can't be fucked to yeah they're actually pretty funny yeah I'll, I'll go train them they're, they're good people and I know that when I talk to people I'm going to get motivated and the more And the longer that I talk to someone, I'm going to get more motivated. I'm going to get more passionate. I'm going to want to help them. And then the more invested I get into caring about them, the more it's going to turn into, okay, I need to work with you because I can see where I can help you. And if they say no or whatever comes up, that's where it's like, okay, cool. Do this over the next 10 days then and see how you feel. And they'll go, okay. And they'll either go do it or not do it. Either way, it's because of accountability. If they do do it, it's because they've had a coach there telling them to do something, so the accountability comes in. If they don't do it, it's because there was no coach telling them, hey, you need to do this, or touching base, or doing whatever. So, a little tangent for you. But, uh, Wednesday night was getting into the title of it now, fucking 17 minutes in. Um, Wednesday night, I was looking for a different job. I was looking for anything that was in my current income bracket, and then I realized that, man, I'm fucking so unqualified for everything. If you look at me on the surface level, I'm very unqualified. But it's... and this is where I suppose I've always had a knack for job interviews, because I do well under pressure, I'm a conversationalist, I love improv acting, and I feel like I know what the other person wants me to say. And if not, I'm just going to be me and be very confident in myself even when I was auditioning... auditioning even (laughs) when I was interviewing for the job that uh, quite literally set everything in motion and that was a receptionist gig at Silverwater Resort in San Remo this was years ago now and I went for the job because I was on Centrelink I was applying for literally every fucking job in the world And I, for some reason, wanted this job. I don't know why. Every other job was just like, "Eh, yeah, it's, you know, it'll be money, it'll be this, it'll be that, it'll be whatever. And I went in there and I put my resume in for bartending because that's what my dad was doing at the time. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just do bartending. You know, it's easy, it's fun. I like calling people dickheads and getting them drunk and then kicking them out and then doing fun stuff. But then there's obviously a line that you have to draw. But I was like, I'll just go be a bartender. So I was like, yep, go do that. Put my resume in and called them three times. I was like, hey, I want this job. Has so-and-so seen my resume yet? Nope, sorry. He'll get back to you. Okay, cool. Emailed them. Hey, I want this job, blah, blah, blah. Has so-and-so seen my email? Nope, they'll get back to you. Cool. Rang them again. Did the exact same thing. Then eventually they were like, yep, do you want to come down and... Um, interview um, for the job and I was like yep okay cool I can be there got dressed up in stuff that probably didn't fit me but when I got there found out that I was interviewing for housekeeping and I was just like nah because this was after I'd gotten back from Canada and most of the people up there were housekeeping because it was just a big tourist destination and there were so many hotels there so housekeeping was just like the job that you did when you got there um, I was the breakfast chef of one of those hotels and every single person cam- came through the breakfast area to get food from me because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking care. If it's not my restaurant. Take all the bacon and eggs and stuff that you want. So, doing that for a while, I was like, man, housekeeping sound- sounds like a really shit job. So, when I got to this Silverwater Resort, I was like, I don't want to do housekeeping even though Looking around at the rooms and everything. I was like, that's awesome, but I don't even keep my room clean Why would I do it for money? So That was, and this was a while ago, clearly Um, So I got there and she was like, so why do you want housekeeping? I was like, I don't Oh, so I was like, oh, I thought I was applying for the bar And she's like, oh, well, no, sorry, this has just come through for like housekeeping and stuff I was like, oh, sorry, there must be a mistake I've applied for bartending she goes okay cool so she ran off got her manager manager comes back and he quite literally looked me up and down which makes sense at the end of the story I'll tell you looked me up and down and then he just sat down next to me and he was like so have you thought about reception work I was like no not really Um, but at the moment to be very honest with you sir I will take any job that is presented to me so long as I'm allowed to do it well. See, I don't know where the fuck that came from. I just said it. And he sort of smiled a little bit and he turned and we're sitting essentially across a coffee table from each other. And he turned to his offsider assistant, whatever. And he goes, so this is the type of person that I would take a chance on because he seems a little like pretty driven. He's well presented and he speaks really well. So i I'd, I'd sort of... I'd give him a go at reception, but let's see how he finishes the rest of the interview. I'm like, motherfucker, you know, I can hear you, right? (laughs) Didn't say that, but I was just like, okay, cool. He doesn't give a fuck about me. So I'm just going to go hard on this. And it was about a 35 minute interview of him just asking me random questions. And he was like, I like building things up from nothing. I like, um, I like taking things from the bottom grooming them up until they're good enough so that I can step away and this hotel can go do this. And I've done this hotel in uh, Dubai. I've done it in this. I've done it in New Zealand. I've done it. And now I'm here. So this is what I do. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? And I was like, yeah, it does sound like something I'm interested in because that's always what I seem to do. You know, uh, on my resume, you'll see I played gridiron there for a while. I picked the worst team there because I was like, oh, maybe I can pick the worst team and help them build it up, which we went uh, we ended up being a playoff team after a while, a junior squad, which was awesome. Um, so when I googled to start gridiron, I literally went to the bottom of the standings and I was like, oh, Berwick Miners, they won two games last year. Fantastic. I'll go there. I'll get plenty of playing time. Went there, didn't get much playing time. Uh, but then I got a little bit better and I was like, well, now I've got some playing time. Ended up winning rookie of the year and then taking the club to like switching positions from just fucking everything to quarterback. And then we ended up taking them to uh, two, three playoffs runs. But we always had the worst luck with playoff runs because either our players were getting scouted to go to America. So they weren't there because they were on scouting trips in America at the time that we were doing our playoff runs. Or we just had mad luck with injuries. So... Um. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's what I do with Gridiron That's what I like doing with my video games whenever I do get a chance to play them But I'm very much, if I've got a task, I would like to do it I don't like sitting still, I can't do that I need to do this, I need to do that As long as I'm a part of a team And I can vibe with the rest of the team I'm pretty damn happy and I'll do most things And I was like, oh yeah, awesome, sweet, so blah 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 Went on for a while And as I found out, the reason it took a while for me to get hired Was because the beverage manager got wind of it that I was applying for, um, bartending and he wanted me. And then also the receptionist dude wanted me as well. So as it turns out, they were fighting over why, like, where do I go essentially, which was something that had never happened to me before. So I was like, fuck yeah! Well, I've got a job somewhere. Um, so eventually went into receptionist. Um, it was awful. It was, it was a job and it, very it started to dwell on my mental health of just all right I'm here to be a robot and say this and do this and here's the script and whatever and then within three months of these seven team members that were there six of them left and I was the only one left standing and the manager at the time was just like you're not leaving are you like, no nah, don't really have any intentions to leave was that good And then he just started walking off. And then halfway down the lobby, without even looking at me, he just shouts at the top of his lungs. He's just like, it's you and me now. (laughs) We're going to do this. And then just walked out. I was like, okay. That was weird. Rang him five minutes later. You know I don't know how to close, right? (laughs) You need to come back and tell me what the fuck I'm doing. So that was fun. And after that, so essentially in three months I went from absolutely nothing to oh my god i'm the head of reception now and then teaching other people how to do my job and then which was awesome because obviously you get better at learning something or mastering something when you try to teach someone something because if you cannot teach something to someone fluently you don't know it well enough to teach it yet so one of those things became very that's the job that saved my life and that's what didn't save my life but it got me out of the rut that i was in personal training saved my life but that was easy for me because i was a part of a team i was doing that and that started everything and then that improved my mental health i was getting money and then i was like sweet maybe i can do something about my life maybe i can go be a personal trainer maybe i can go do blah 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 maybe i can do these things so i applied for diploma of fitness at vic uni in footscray not the best management there Um, that's all i can say about it and yeah, that sort of kick-started everything. I applied for it because I was feeling good, I was feeling happy, but it all started from me just being like, well, I need a job. Let's just take this day by day. And I can't remember where the point of this story was going, but anyway, it was fun, it got us to here. So that's where I'm thinking about, well, if I just go get that job again, or something like that, that was fun. You know, the shift hours were a pain in the ass, but you know, it was fun enough That I could be like, oh yeah, I could see myself getting a promotion and working here and doing this and doing that. And then the salary came into it of like the salary talk. And I was like, that's fuck all. I'd much rather stay casual. Then I was like, oh, but then I get benefits and this and that. And then I was like, yeah, I can't be bothered. Went to go do PT. And then I was like, wow, this feels like it's going to be fucking awful. And I can't choose my own hours. And I can't work whenever I want. And I can't charge whatever I want. And all these things that the fitness industry tells you of like. Do you want to be your own boss? Do you want to make your own hours? Do you want to charge what you feel like you're worth? You can't do any of that shit when you're starting off. People know you're fresh out of university or that you've got no idea what you're talking about. So they'll be like, hey, can you do 30 bucks? I was like, fuck yeah, do all right. 30 bucks for 45 minutes. Fuck, that's crazy, man. That's like nearly 40 bucks an hour. That's insane. Was the first thing that I thought when I came out of university. And now I charge 100 an hour and I'm like, yeah, it's not enough. So, well, for, for what I am and what I do, and things change over time. But the thing that I went back to was when I was looking at different jobs on Wednesday and I was like, man, I'm going to quit. This is what happens. I'm just going to go back to doing that reception job or doing something like that. And that's where I realized that I'm underqualified to do everything because on the surface level, I'm nothing. But when I can get my foot in the door and I interview for something, that's where people will just take a chance on me because I am quote unquote charismatic. And people like that, particularly when it comes to a customer service role or when it comes to doing anything that requires any sort of speech because they will be like, man, this person's yelling. Let's throw this person that knows how to (laughs) improv and do all these things, and conversationalize with someone who's currently screaming. And I'm just like, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. Can't wait to get paid for that for the rest of my life. But the thing that sort of stopped me was this mantra that I have of, I am so close to a breakthrough, I just don't even know it. So why would I quit now? I am so so close to a breakthrough. Why would I stop now? And I've been saying that to myself for... I don't even know, since I got into the industry. Because I saw something somewhere and I was like, man, that seems cool. And it comes up every now and then on Facebook where it's like two, like, and this is just the easiest example I can come up with. Two people digging for gold and they're digging across the screen from left to right. And one of them gives up halfway through and he's like an inch away from hitting gold. And one of them is at the gold, and he, he's just like, oh, Good thing I didn't stop, or good thing I didn't give up there, John. I don't know why I named that little cartoon character John, but anyway. So that's a little thing that goes through my head whenever I'm like, Man, I really can't be bothered going on, or I can't be bothered trying to convince people that they should put their health first, or that they need to be doing this or doing that, and then people will come into apply for coaching and they'll be like oh I can't do it right now you know we're saving for a house and like okay do you think it's going to be easier or harder to pay off a program once you've got a mortgage that you're not paying right now oh it'll probably be easier because you know we won't have to pay rent we won't have to do this we won't have to do that which is super common from like eight out of ten people they'll be like oh I'm paying rent at the moment but when I've got a house it'll be much simpler and then you find out that they're not paying utilities where they rent they're not doing this they're not doing that and they order you know, menu log Uber Eats or they go out every weekend and I'm like, mate or mate it. If you stop doing 20% of the stuff that you're doing, you could pay off a program with me. But the thing that gets to me the most is where they say, yep, I'm in, I'm doing this. And this is where the $30,000 worth of refunds have come up um, in the past two months within 24 hours of saying, yes, I'm in. Of, yep, I'm in, let's do it Okay, cool, awesome I'll process a 10% deposit, we'll do this, we'll do that I'll send over the contracts And then I'll start building out your program in like the next half hour But I'm super excited to get started and blah 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 All that fun stuff that I say Because when someone signs up, it is exciting I'm just not embodying that right now Because I'm literally slumped over my desk But when someone signs up I think I'm more excited than them Because A, they trust me enough that I'm going to get them results. B, I get paid. Obviously, it's my job to get paid as well. And it's good when people actually pay me because it's not what, it's not the money that I care about, but more the what the money symbolizes of I'm worthy, I'm needed, this person trusts me, they believe in me. And when they sign up and they do all these things and say all these things, I go, fuck yeah. And my mental health goes through the roof because I'm like, fuck yeah, someone needs me. Someone actually wants me. Someone believes me. I can help this person. I'm going to change their life. I'm going to give them this, this, this. I'm going to do this with their program. Everything starts flooding through my head of where they're at and what I can do to make this program unique and also make sure they don't fall off. And then they go off and tell their partner. And their partner goes... that's a lot of money. Can you get a refund? That's the first thing that they will say instead of like, well done, congratulations, or, you know, I'm so glad that you're putting your health first or anything like that, or I support you, or I'm proud of you, or literally anything that's fucking positive. They will go, that's a lot of money. Can you get a refund? And then instantly from that second, they go, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Can I get a refund? It's like, that wasn't the question. That wasn't the That wasn't the thing that you wanted on the phone. You didn't want a refund on the phone. You didn't want to keep living the life that you were living. But because of your partner or friend or family or whatever has just seeded that little bit of doubt, after all the confidence and inner work that we did on the phone, your partner's just gone, can you get a refund? You won't stick to it. Like, what's what's to say that this is any different from everything you've ever done? Like, you're just going to quit the way you quit everything else. There's no way you're going to stick to this. And... Their quote-unquote support system, use that term fucking loosely, goes and destroys their confidence. Why don't you do it when you're in a better position? There is no better position. When you, like, when kids are off at university and doing, like, they're out of home, sure, let's wait 16 years for you to put your health first. Let's wait until you've got a house and then you're paying a mortgage and then you find out, oh my God, this is actually more money than I thought. I actually can't pay for the program now that I've got a mortgage. I should have done it when I was just renting and didn't have to pay bills, utilities and diapers for kids and all this extra food and all this other stuff. And now that I've moved away, I have to pay more for petrol because of travel times. And people go, fuck, really should have signed up years ago, which is the worst thing that people do. It's the biggest regret that people have when they don't sign up because I've had people go, uh, Hey drive. No, I don't want to sign up right now. That's a lot of money. Blah, blah, blah. They come back and I go, Hey, by the way, prices are doubled. They go, what the fuck? Why? Well, I've added more into the program. There's a retreat in the program. Now you get weekly coaching calls as a part of the program. You get weekly email check-ins as a part of the program. We have an in-house nutritionist as a part of the program you get a meal plan as a part of the program if you want one I don't recommend them but if you're going to get one at least get one from Tanil because she'll take care of absolutely fucking everything for you but the thing of it is the more time you put into doing nothing that's still a decision people say yeah I'll make a decision in a while or I'm just going to put it off, let me have a think about it. By you not making a decision, is you making a decision? If you make a decision to wait on it, that's a no. No matter, how, no matter how many other ways you could spin it. If you take too long and you procrastinate and you put off making a decision, that is a decision of you saying no. And it's happened to a lot of people where they message me, they want to do something about their health and I go, yeah, cool, let's do it. And they go, oh yeah, nah, let me think about it. And then they come back a year and a half later and I'm like, hey, yeah, the price has doubled. Um, and also now it's it's 12 weeks instead of 20 or it's you know six months and this much. And they go, oh fuck, I really should have just done it when you offered it to me. And I was like, yeah, you should have, which is why I offered it to you. I'm not gonna offer coaching to people that aren't gonna see results from it because what the fuck do you think is gonna happen to my business? If i sell people that don't get results or i know that won't commit to the program they're going to tell their friends no referrals are coming from that person so i'll get the money from that person that's it whereas if i offer coaching to people that i know are committed know are going to change their lives and they are ready and they're going to step up and they're going to do all of these things which is what the coaching call before signing up to the program is about it's me screening the client and making sure that if i give them Everything that's going to change their lives that they're actually going to fucking do it And they realize that doing this program isn't a template cookie cutter $800 thing that they're going to get from Fucking bodies by Rachel or man I fucking called her out on that one Or you know some other fucking bullshit thing where they just ghost coach And for those of you who don't know what ghost coaching is that's essentially where they say Sign up for one-on-one coaching and do this and this and this And you end up getting coached by someone else who's not her and they end up paying the coaches to take you to fulfill their coaching requests so you could be getting coached by someone fresh out of university who has no idea what they're talking about but hey here's the template you follow go do it and you can coach up to 30 people we'll pay you this much and that's what they do that's what ghost coaching is so the more you know so um, at least when i do have coaches i'll be saying hey you'll be working with so-and-so or so-and-so or what about over here? There's so-and-so. And that's the thing of ghost coaching, so I hope you learnt something from that. But I suppose the thing I want to say is you have no idea how close you are to a breakthrough. So don't quit. Keep going. Because I've had to tell myself this at least twice a week since I started doing personal training. And... I looked back five years ago because (laughs) funny story for another time I got banned from playing basketball in all of Australia for five years Um, I'm not sure how legitimate that threat is but definitely in all of Victoria for five years Um, and I messaged my mate the other day and I was like hey I'm pretty sure my five-year ban runs out today because the start of that five-year ban was pretty much smack bang in the middle where I tried my first suicide attempt where I was like, I'm out, I'm done, I can't do this anymore, how am I going to be a PT if I've got depression, if I've got anxiety, if I've got all these things going through my head, I can't do it, I can't provide for anybody, it's better off if I'm just not here, and people can go on with their lives without the burden of me having to continuously draw them down, and I was like, that's it, so this year, probably like two days ago, I think, I messaged my mate and I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure my five-year ban's up this year, and he was like, well, first off, we we're fucking joking around for about 10 minutes. And then he goes, nah, uh, it was actually March in 2017 that you got banned. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he showed me like the email thing because I sent him the report that I got, um, which was hilarious. And 80% of it was incorrect and misinformation. But, you know, as a referee at Frankson, you say and do whatever you need to say and do to keep your job because I was once a referee there and behind closed doors they will do whatever they want really um, so as much for the allegations that happened a few years ago but I'm not gonna go into that for the head of basketball um, so yeah he was like 2017 is where you got banned I was like fuck really so I talk about five-year plans Or, you know, just where are you going to be in five years? You don't have to have a fucking plan for five years. It's just, who do you want to be? Live as that person today. Just do that. And for me, I was like, all right, this is who I want to be in five years. And for me, five years ago, four years ago, when I started taking personal training seriously, I was like, I'm going to get booked out. I'm going to be booked out from blah, blah, blah to this time from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm going to do that four or five days a week. That'll be like 2000 a week and then I'll be okay. That's where I'll be happy. And I'm not booked out by any means, but I'm making that money-ish. Not so much now because of the past two months that have happened, but that's roughly what I wanted five, four years ago. And i was like if i can make 500 bucks a week i'll be happy i I did that in about six months i was like sweet i've done that cool well i've done that let's see if we can push it i'm gonna go for a thousand dollars a week that'll be crazy as a personal trainer i did that probably three months later and i was like okay this is getting fucking insane now and then it got to the point where i was working 14 15 hours a day and i was just like this is insane i I can't take on any more people. And that's where I got burnt out. That's where exactly what happened last time when I was in personal training, I got burnt out. I got sick of it. I resented it. And then I imploded and let the business go. So before it got to that, I did, I made my first investment for online coaching. So after working for all those hours, all those days doing whatever, I wasn't, I was definitely not charging enough, by the way. So after working for all those times, I was like, sweet, I'm just going to invest in how do I go online? How do I charge? How do I make whatever everybody else is saying? How do I make six figures? How do I do that? And and that's Loki trying to climb the wall. Buddy, move. You're not going up there. No, no, not allowed up. There we go. So uh, that's essentially how I got to where I am today because I was like, I have no idea how close I am to a breakthrough. I'm just going to keep going. I just did one thing after the other. No matter what other people thought, no matter what was going on, no matter what was happening or anything like that, I was like, I just have to keep going. I am so close to this breakthrough. And to everyone else out there, I suppose I'm going to put a post up for tomorrow of get a fucking better support system. Get people that actually believe in you and that want what's best for you, not what is most convenient for them. Because there are, I don't know, at least nine people that should be in the program now, changing their lives and improving their mental health and their state and their behavior and habits and losing weight and doing everything that they want to be doing. And they're not because their partners have gone, Hey, that's a lot of money. Save it and do this. And it's like, yes, you can do that. But if you wanted to save that money, you would have already done that instead of wasting it on random shit. So get a support system for you that is going to actually support you because When I made that investment of 20K into how to be an online coach, essentially just like a business coaching program. The thing about that was every single person I told told me I was stupid, that I've wasted my money, that I should get a refund. And my parents said the exact same thing. It wasn't well done or anything like that. It was, can you get a refund? That was the first thing they said it wasn't anything to do with wow that's a lot of money why did you do it or trying to understand my perspective of why I've spent that money it was just straight up that's a lot of money get it back put it into a house go get a job do that I was like that sounds fucking miserable if if how everyone else is living is how you're supposed to be living I don't want to live That was the whole thing behind a lot of my mental health of go to school, get a job, get a girl, have kids, work until you die. I was like, that sounds fucking awful. If that's how I'm meant to live, then I would rather just die now and get it over with because... I'd be doing that if I got a nine to five and then slept. There's two thirds of my life just gone. And then the other third of my life is meant to go towards doing some extra things on the weekend to help pay off this mortgage of a house that I don't even want, but because I feel socially obligated to go do it. Sounds fucking miserable. So no, thank you. I'm not going to take your advice because nobody here has done what I am trying to do. So I'm going to go pay people to tell me what to do. Who have done what i want to do and how they got there and give me advice so that's how i take advice from people now it's have you done what i want to do no okay cool i'm gonna i'm gonna move on thank you for your input but i'm gonna move on to someone that does have experience in the situation that i want to do for example you want to learn how to squat or deadlift or do anything like that or just move better in the gym you hire a personal trainer who has made a career out of doing that not your fucking friend who did a cert four in fitness and then never made anything of himself in the fitness industry and has been a carpenter for the past two years or anything like that some people some people get it but just because someone looks a certain way doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're talking about which is another story for another day but I suppose, first off, I'm going to implore- Oh no, hang on. (laughs) So, when when I got that 20k loan and everyone was like, get a refund, get a real job, go do this, go do that. Nobody initially said, like, congratulations or I'm proud of you or anything like that. It wasn't until I was successful where they go, I knew you could do it. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. You wanted me to get a refund and go be a police officer or go be a chippy or go do whatever. Nobody thought that I was going to be successful. Everyone tried to talk me out of it until I was successful. And then they go, I'm proud of you. So people only want to take credit for your success. Once you're successful, nobody wants to take credit for your failures. It's the exact same way that a lot of people don't change anything about themselves because they want to blame their failures on someone else and then take credit for all of their success. So you have to take responsibility for everything in your life, both the goods and the bads. So if that means that you have to take responsibility for the fact that you've just been a piece of shit for five years and that, you know, you haven't been going to the gym and you've been telling yourself this story that, oh, just get home from work and I'm just too tired. Everyone is. Everyone has the same 24 hours and there are people out there that are much worse off than you that are doing better things than you so you can do better, you can be better. All it takes is from you making a decision and doing it one day at a time, one step at a time. You're not going to get there. For example, I have this five-year idea of like, here's where I'm going to be in five years. I thought this month was that five-year plan. I've still got another year to go and I've already passed that five-year plan that I had ages ago. So things get better and things improve and your goals will always improve. It's just about doing it every single day. Doing it week in, week out, month in, month out, doing whatever to make sure that you actually know what the fuck is going on in your life. So with that said, get a better support system. Find people that are actually going to support you regardless of what your decision is financially or physically, emotionally or whatever. Find people that just support you and want the best for you, regardless of anything else. And that support system for me was Beth. Because I came home, I remember I pulled into the driveway, I did my first ever Facebook Live into the group, I was fucking shaking, I had to settle it on the steering wheel because I was that nervous. And now I just do them like it's nothing. But I was that nervous that I had to settle the phone on the steering wheel and then do my live of like, hey guys, I'm here because I want to do whatever. Exact same thing that I make my clients do. And it helped a lot with getting me out of my shell. And Beth was down at the horses. So I got out of my car and did stuff. And then I went down to her and I was like, hey, I just spent all my money. What? I I just, I, di- I did it. I spent 2K as a deposit and I'm going to pay the rest off at like 128 a fortnight for the next six years, seven years, something like that. She's like, wow. Okay. Um, Well, if that's what you feel like you need to do, then let's, let's do it. We'll figure out a way to make it work. And that was the first support that I had from anyone. Thank fuck that it came first instead of making the decision doing that because i paid for the program drove home did that and then told beth she was the first person that i told that i just spent twenty thousand dollars and she essentially just said okay cool i'll support you how do we make it work and i fucking love that and i needed that because if she said how do you get a refund and then i went and told my mom and she goes how do you get a refund then i tell my dad and he goes how do you get a refund then i tell my brother and his wife and they go oh, that's a lot of money but at least my brother said well now you got to work for it Instead of, can you get a refund? They were just like, man, that's a lot of money. How are you going to make it work? This, this, this. And then Mark just goes, well, time to work then, I guess. And I was like, fucking finally, I do want to work. I do want to do this. And it wasn't, you know, massively supportive. I don't think anybody would be when you spend $20,000 on something that they have no idea what it is. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, I spent $20,000 on this rare alpaca. And people will be like... How how is an alpaca $20,000? Because they don't have a perspective of why is that alpaca $20,000? Or (laughs) why is it so rare? or why? First off, where the fuck are you going to put an alpaca? But (laughs) the main thing of it is just be supportive to people. You have no idea what they're going through, where they're going, or what they want to do within their lives. So if they make a decision to do something that they believe is going to benefit them, fucking support them. Just tell them how proud of them you are for taking the step and that you've got their back no matter what. And then a week later, maybe, or whatever, then go, or maybe even later that day, first off show support. And then later that day, be like, so how does it all work? Get them to explain it to you and ask them, so why did you sign up? Because there are a lot of people out there who sign up, a lot of women out there who sign up, go tell their partner. And because they tell me things that they don't tell their partner fucking think about that for a second. They will tell a stranger who's going to be their coach, who they're going to pay to tell them what to do. And then they go tell their partner things that they just haven't told that stranger. They go, Oh, I want to do this program because you know, I don't feel sexy in front of you because I don't have the confidence. I don't like taking off my clothes around you and doing this and doing that and whatever. And then their partner's going to be like, Oh, it's fucking stupid. Why do you feel like that? It's like, Well, if you fucking knew that, they wouldn't feel like that, would they? So, get them to explain it to you. Ask them why. And ask them all the questions in the world, but not, can you get a refund? Or anything that's going to seed doubt. Just go, that's really awesome, I'm so proud of you, that must be really exciting. Yeah, it is, like, I've always wanted to do this, and blah 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 blah. Cool, so what's this program all about? Like, t- like, tell me about it, it sounds awesome. And just that, so you can change your perspective of what what is that program, why is it 20,000? Into, that's awesome, so what's the program? Like, it's 20 grand, it must be, it must be awesome. And then they're gonna explain it to you. This is why, again, I've studied tonality and everything like this and how to talk to people and communication. Because people will tell me shit that they don't tell their partner They're intending to work with me for 6, 12 months or 3 months And they tell me everything Whereas they intend to spend the rest of their life with their partner And then are not telling them things that are going on in their head or in their heart And they expect me to fix it And I go, i got fucking no idea what's going on through your partner's head But if he's anything like me, he's like, yeah, just fucking do it If you want to do it, do it If it doesn't work out, well, at least you know that's me, and that's a lot of men, because they're like, yep, cool, particularly if they're working class men, it's just, cool, go do it, if you want to do it and it makes you happy, go do it, that's it, but a lot of people just don't have that support system because they don't have the conversation with a lot of people because they don't want to be open and honest and vulnerable first off with themselves, let alone their partner, which is fucking crazy because you have sex with them. You literally let your partner put things inside of you so that you can have babies and you go, I don't want to tell them what's going on in my head. That's too intimate. Fucking think about that for a minute. So, which is a bit fucking crazy because now it's like the amount of young people that i speak to as well they have no idea how to hold a fucking conversation with anyone it's easier to have sex these days than it is to tell someone how you feel it's beyond crazy and people wonder why mental health issues are so fucking prevalent it's because all you need to do is swipe right message hey and then send a message that is both offensive but funny but also demoralizing that girl's confidence and then you just go hey the glasses really distract from your ugly face, but don't worry i 'd probably hit it from behind anyway ha la 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 ruffle, and then they 'll just respond with, "Oh my god, you're a piece of shit, and then seven days later you 're having sex with them because you 're just yelling at them all the time, and they go well, that's what my parents did <laughs> <laughs> so talk to people, support people, talk to them, open a dialogue, start a com, start a conversation and just just fucking talk people because first first off it's hurting my business it's hurting my mental health and if i implode every single person is not going to hear this podcast every single person that i work with oh that hurt is not going to get coaching and yeah so first off if you know anybody out there that does want coaching and just wants to be told what the fuck to do and no holds barred style of coaching you know where to find me otherwise i hope you're all doing amazing i hope you have a support system that supports you. If not, please fucking go find one or talk to the current support system that you have so that they are more supportive because they are just fucking draining you. So I hope all that made sense. You were so close to a breakthrough. You just don't know how close just keep going. Just, just keep going. You're so close.